0: Episode 2 of the We, we Come In Peace, Peace podcast. podcast. I'm your host, Albert.
1: And I'm your other host, the better one, Essay. <laughs> okay,
0: okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's debatable, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today, we wanted to do a, a fun little exercise.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> interesting.
0: On, on Dubai, actually.
1: Oh, okay. So
0: basically, we're going to take if you ever watch the show uh, MythBusters, mm. uh, you know they take these sev- several hypo- hypotheses and the- they test it out and then at the very end right they conclude if it's actually possible or if it's just a myth we're gonna do that today for dubai
1: mm-hmm.
0: um but it will be for a different i guess stereotypes uh culture whatsoever so
1: what Albert was trying to say is that we're going to do basically our own version, like a mock version yeah. of Mythbusters. But uh, we're going to go through all the myths that some of y'all have out there, yeah. which are quite honestly. Um, some yeah. are funny. Quite- <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll go through a bunch of them as much as we can, and then we'll try to answer them as honestly as we can.
0: Based on our yeah based on our, our experiences
1: well. and what we know yeah. from living here because mm. um we've lived here long enough that i yeah. think we we are experts on this uh, uh, don't you think so I, sure I think so. sure
0: <laughs> if you want to call us that sure but i would preface uh this is all our opinions yeah uh it's subjective so don't take us too Roll seriously the disclaimer. <laughs> yeah exactly
1: all right all right <clears throat> so what's what's the first myth albert okay
0: myth number one so when you think of dubai Mm -hmm. from an outside perspective you're always thinking about arabs of course yeah yeah and arabs are attached to that uh how they have a lot of money concept so they're very rich yeah exactly right the stereotype is that if you come to dubai Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it means that you're loaded Right? So,
1: all right. Yeah. Cause if you come here, yeah. um, we're all driving around in Lamborghinis. We've got beach villas. Yeah. If you need a guy to k- wash your car, he does it at your house. If yeah. you need a guy to tint your car, he does it at your house. Exactly. If you need groceries, it comes to your house. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I, comes to your house. You don't have to go anywhere, right? I guess so.
0: that stereotype started because Dubai is very convenient mm-hmm. in terms of services that you can't really see anywhere else like again like you said this is the only place where petrol comes to you
1: Yep. <laughs> right
0: that's that's crazy
1: you have to keep in mind this is a very new country compared to a lot of other yeah. countries this is a relatively newer country i mean what it's only been what uh, two decades
0: three four five five decades yeah, yeah.
1: you forgot to count <laughs> um it's been what 50 something years it's had to play catch up quite a bit Mm. to other countries and cities across the world without all of the infrastructure that a lot of other um places had years to build up
0: true true in that
1: sense they they sped up that entire process and in that within that development also they included a lot of tech i will give this um this country's leadership has a lot of foresight Mm -hmm. they really saw the inclusion of technology they've embraced technology in a lot of sense sometimes quite quicker than other countries yeah in that respect, you will see a lot of convenience true. when you live here. But again, I need to clarify, not everyone is who lives here lives in convenience. I mean, the image you see is that of those at the top of the totem pole.
0: I mean, what I would say is that Dubai is very affordable to anyone who has even just a bit of money. Yeah. Like even if you're earning less than, let's say, a CEO you can still indulge yourself in those little luxuries here. You can. You know, like hotel services. Like Speaking from experience, you can't get these services that we're getting now back in Southeast Asia.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. that's the other thing. So you have to uh, consider the fact that only about 10, 15% of the population are nationals, as far as yeah, I'm aware, yeah. um, which leaves the rest of it being expats. And within that expat population, mm. a majority of them come from South Asia, Southeast Asia. Mm. So a lot of the people who are coming from those countries, the buy. I wouldn't say it's entirely affordable. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a step up. Exactly. In certain respects. So for them, honestly, a lot of things might count as luxuries, which you don't count as luxuries. Mm -hmm. So in that respect, yes. Yeah. The lifestyle here is a step above. Uh, And you you can't expect to see certain things that you wouldn't see elsewhere. I mean, that's not to
0: say that there are no rich people here. There are a lot of rich people here, not just the Arabs. You know, uh, rich folks from all over the world come here to, since it's tax-free, to indulge in.
1: Money knows no nationality, creed, race, whatever it is. As long as you have
0: money, Dubai would welcome you with open arms. Yeah, so
1: (laughs) another thing you do have to realize is living in Dubai, um, there are a lot of perks that come with living here, but Mm -hmm. there are also really interesting facets to living here, which is nowhere else in the world would you get a traffic fine or a ticket (laughs) and you wouldn't get a discount on it. (laughs) But over here, during certain things, during certain, you know, days of the year, yeah, or during seasons, certain occasions yeah, yeah. or seasons, you get discounts. Yeah. What we're trying to say <laughs> is, is you will find things here you won't find elsewhere in the mm. world probably. But that's only because it is a huge melting pot. So they have to cater to as diverse a group as possible. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, you want to make sure that the safety net for the locals or the nationals persist because, you know, it's their um, citizens. Yeah, And then at the same time, you also have to make sure that, you know, you've got a revenue stream coming in. When you take a lot of this into consideration, it makes sense, but again... <laughs> you will have to show visitors around the country and just say things like, okay, you know what? I can't explain that. That's just Dubai things.
0: <laughs> Hashtag just Dubai <laughs> things. Hashtag
1: just Dubai things, exactly. So, I mean, this is not just Dubai, by the way. This is the entire UAE. It's the entire UAE. specifically concentrated in Dubai because Dubai is kind of like it's the expat hub. marketed, yeah.
0: yeah as of the, the hub in the Middle East.
1: So, so that's, uh, what's the second?
0: Myth number two. Uh, okay, so the first one is uh, money, mm. and the second one is actually a really popular one, which is the weather. Mm. Because as you know, the Middle East is near the equator, so it's very hot.
1: I do not know <laughs> that, and I sincerely doubt that. But Wait, okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think the equator is, Albert? somewhere here,
0: somewhere in Africa.
1: <laughs> Well, what he's trying to say is, yes, we do get it. It's the Middle East. What did you expect? We do get really bright weather. Um, sure. A lot more than any certain other countries do. But again, I have to say, as with any perks, you get cons. And mm. that weather is great in minimal doses. It's mm, not great mm. when that's 90% of the entire year. Yeah. We get winter for all of five minutes. <laughs>
0: it's true. Well, I mean, it's like the exact opposite of what's happening in the west right people come over here on summer because they want to escape the harsh winter in their hometown but for us winter doesn't really exist
1: No, winter is more like spring everywhere else. That's for us. The weather cools down a little. Maybe you'll get a little, you know, a couple of chilly nights. Maybe you you put on a
0: jacket. Maybe you put put on a a a jacket that's been,
1: you know, catching moths on the (laughs) wanderer or something. You'll put it on. Maybe a couple gloves, you know, if you're feeling extra precautious. But other than that, really, it's not that chilly. It's more really nice weather during the winter. But during the summers, (laughs) it's unbearable if you don't have an AC. Yeah.
0: This is why every shop here has an AC, even the bus stops here.
1: Yeah, even the bus stops here have ACs because the weather is pretty, pretty. It it can get pretty unbearable. And I I mean, again, global warming, it's all, you know, it just ties in. I mean, it's, it's great weather for, you know... For beachgoers, I've heard a lot of people really like the weather here, I especially guess, yeah. if they can swim every day. But again, you have to keep in mind, not all of us have swimming pools or easy access to the beach. So yeah, yeah. it can get pretty unbearable during the um, I summer.
0: Mean, the UAE is like facing the water. So there are a bunch of beaches here as well.
1: So we do have an easily accessible waterway, you know, water system. And if, funnily enough, a couple of years ago, I don't know when this was. Remember the canal? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in order to make it even more accessible, <laughs> they actually uh, dug up a canal in the middle of, mm. um, in downtown Dubai, which is uh, which is sort of the, like the central hub of Dubai. That's where
0: Burj Khalifa is. Yeah,
1: that's where Burj Khalifa is. Um, and then they dug up a canal right in the middle and they let the sea connect inwards yeah. and it was pretty pretty interesting it's pretty cool yeah i mean you have to do whatever you can to cool down the weather and i think mm. um just trying to make sure that the sea or water gets everywhere is just True. one way of doing it um they also do they do cloud seeding once in a while
0: yeah yeah they yeah, do yeah. Um, even during summer
1: even during summer so again we're not deterring anyone who wants to come mm. here we're saying come here it's just a good make place, sure yeah. you know you don't moan about the weather when you're here yeah.
0: i mean if you really hate the cold then this is paradise for you th- th- i would say the worst thing about the weather is when it's very humid mm. and you're very sticky and, and shit you know
1: yeah uh, sticky your glasses get foggy yeah. <laughs> um you're sweating within two minutes outside True. yeah i mean i can weird. handle the
0: heat but not wet, but not days without wind, you know? Oh okay. Wind just really, really hard,
1: humid, you know? yeah. But yeah. Okay. Summer. So that's the second one. What's the third one, Albert?
0: <laughs> Myth number three. Uh is the bike safe?
1: Oh. Well, that's what is the security one. like? Okay, yes. I want I, I want
0: your perspective on this as a woman mm. as well, and I'll give my take on it. So, okay, what do you think? Can you flex your role access here? Your, as a female, your I
1: represent the entire female <laughs> <Yeah>. population. <laughs> um, as a man, <laughs> no,
0: because it's an interesting dynamic, right? Like.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is. Don't get me wrong. Um, every time I need to travel somewhere, every time I make plans or something mm. like that, I always need to take into consideration the safety levels. Do I need someone yeah. when I go out at night? Or um, even when I'm going out in the day in some places, mm. do I need to take someone with me? Can I do it alone? What precautions do I need? Do I need a whistle? Do I yeah. need a, <laughs> like a pepper spray? A pepper spray. <laughs> you know, a taser. Sure, sure. Whatever, whatever it is. So all things considered the is extremely safe mm. I really do think but then again it's not that we're you know um, perfect yeah, it's not like but we're crime definitely free. we're definitely a lot more safer I mean for me personally I've lived here for years and I can I can go out any time of the night like I can I have made trips in the mm. middle of the night like sometimes at 12 or 1 or, mm. or even at four or five I can be out alone and be completely unbothered.
0: True, I mean yeah. This this place, it's not like other places where you need to constantly be looking behind you, you know, when you're going home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And sometimes I, as a guy, I take it for granted. You know, whenever I go back home, I see all this crime that's happening, and I always get a a, a bit shocked when I hear about it, especially if it's like very mm-hmm. close to my home. And then I realize like this this never happened to me during my stay. It, in the uae so yeah it's kind of crazy how it changes your mindset it does you know? it
1: does i'm done. i mean i traveled before the pandemic mm-hmm. and i went to a place and um so the other thing is you will see people leave you know keys in the ignition here you know, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. People leave keys that in is condition. crazy. People leave car doors, house doors open. Yeah, like no fear at all. People, especially in the suburbs, like no fear at all. People just you know walk around. <laughs> you can lose a wallet and expect mm. to receive it the next day. Yeah, it. yeah, I've exactly. I heard so many stories. Like
0: I, I, I remember my old boss. Mm. Um, she wanted to. She wanted to get something out of her car, and I should. You're not. It was unlocked. Mm. and i had to go up and scold her like why is your car unlocked aren't you afraid of losing your things and she was like why bother
1: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly right? why bother who's gonna come here and <laughs> i remember i mean when we go back home we need to make sure our gates are locked the yeah. cars are locked everything's yeah. locked like the house like, is like locked, triple checkings got, like I, all right all bars right bars on windows <laughs> and- <laughs> So, yeah, it's just Dubai is really, really safe. If you're worried about that, it's completely fine. I mean, if you do something that contravenes the law, then be very wary of that. Other than that, if you're just going to go about your daily life and you want to just, you know, go on a walk at midnight Mm -hmm. or just come back, it's completely safe.
0: Yeah, but it's not to say that there are areas in Dubai that is crime free. Yeah, you know, it still happens. Like, like every some other country, you're gonna get people.
1: But the thing you have to keep in mind is the transient nature of mm. living here, and also the very sort of rigorous regulations they have around certain things. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You are technically you're an expat. You know, there's an expiry date on how long you can stay here. Mm.
0: I I think, again, th- that's a good point because the f- it's, it's like a hidden fear. Mm-hmm. That's at the back of your mind it's like, if, if I things up here, I might get deported. Yeah. yeah. You know?
1: So if I mess things up, I'm, I might get deported. So you, yeah. you need to make sure that you don't mess things up. Yeah. And for that reason, a lot of people, you know, people stick to, stick to themselves, mm-hmm. like, um, as in they stay with them they They don't go around looking for trouble.
0: Yeah. As <laughs> so, long as you mind your own business, you're good here.
1: Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's that. And what's the, what's the fourth one?
0: Myth number four. So moving on, Um uh, the language do you need to speak arabic to live here in dubai
1: that's an interesting one yeah that's a definitely interesting one okay. because we just mentioned majority of the people here are expats are
0: expats Yes. if
1: everyone needed to know arabic you wouldn't <laughs> have majority <laughs> expats. True. um no short answer is no you don't need to yeah. know arabic you do it would be best it would be beneficial um, even
0: like really big mnc's um, they prefer bilingual. Yeah, they do prefer yeah.
1: bilinguals only because you might get clients who are more comfortable in Arabic, in Arabic yeah. um, for governmental reasons. It's, you know, the forms are still, you know, it, it is bilingual English mm. and Arabic, but certain things are still in Arabic because True. that's the primary language. They're working to change that. They're, they've included English a lot more in the recent years, but... Mm. Um, Arabic is still sort of the dominant language within the local population. Especially when you want to interact with locals, you want to make sure, you know, respectfully that you know you, you speak know, in can, Arabic. Be, yeah, you yeah. speak in Arabic, or you know, a couple words or something. Just, just for that reason. But no, for business purposes, for commercial purposes, for personal purposes, mm. English is completely fine. True. Your local grocer, all the way to Chanel, <laughs> wherever <laughs> you want to go, people know English. Yeah. So you're you're covered.
0: Yeah, but it's funny because. I studied here, mm-hmm. and they have a subject for Arabic. That's as well. a very interesting thing. Yeah? Yes,
1: and they always teach you the letters. I don't <laughs> think they ever go further than yeah, alphabet. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's it's more like memorizing what the words are mm-hmm. than actually finding the meaning in it.
1: But I do think at the end of the day, at the very least, it tells people what the alphabet yeah, is yeah, and yeah. how to maybe stitch together some mm-hmm. things to make some words. Yeah. So, um, what's the next?
0: Myth number five. The last one is... (laughs) Wait, no, not not the last one. Second to last.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, (laughs) Do we live in tents in the desert? are our cars camels
1: <laughs> do you like camels are you secretly racist because if you said yes to all of them
0: <laughs> i mean yes and no
1: <laughs> so
0: you can choose to live in tents and make camels as your primary transportation but yeah,
1: that's completely used to, to you? i mean you're, you're free to do whatever you want right <laughs> liberties um i do want to say the history of the locals here stems from a Bedouin lifestyle, which Bedouins were, uh, essentially, they'd move around from place to place. Looking, nomads, yeah, nomads. Like nomads, nomads, right? nomads. Yeah, nomads. essentially nomads, yeah. So, locals do have that heritage, quite a lot of them. That's nice. So, you can kind of see where this comes from, yeah. but we're in 2021. If you yeah. still think, <laughs> it's a bunch of fancy buildings and then outside of it, everyone's just living in tents. Yeah then there's something really wrong with your logical mm. thinking. Um, no, we don't live in tents. Mm-hmm. We don't ride camels. Um, I would say it's
0: it's like how people in the US or in the UK have livestock um, settlements. Yeah. It's something similar to that to here as yeah, well, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: and again, if you want it's actually really interesting if you want you can actually rent out you know go out into the desert there's still parts of the uae where it's completely desert you know mm, mm. um and people go out and camp and one of the experiences for camping is you can't technically live in a dead tent and yeah. you can live in a camel but that's not <laughs> how people in the cities live mm. that's just an experience you can have and there are people who do live like that as well mm. that's completely outside as with any Place, you will have the city, you will have towns, you will have yeah. rural areas.
0: Yeah, so the next time you see a camel, think about that. Think about that for a second.
1: Think about that. Stop <laughs> what Stop you're doing it. and think about that for a second. Get some help. <laughs> so, yeah, so what, right. what's our final myth?
0: Myth number six. Uh, yeah, that. and to top it all off, is to buy a country. Mm, that's a tough one. Yes, do you want to answer this? No, no. Uh, sure,
1: sure. <laughs> uh, no. Should we answer this? <laughs> if you thought yes, please switch this off and turn away. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. No, Dubai is not wait, a country. But wait, wait. Let's.
0: Um, why do people think that Dubai is a country? Is it because how they market themselves outside?
1: Okay. A lot of things. It could be because they never really paid attention to geography. It could be because sure. they could, okay. they don't know how to read a map. It could be. It could also be because the when you think about the Middle East, when you think about UAE or something in particular, Dubai really pops out mm. because of the reputation it's you know garnered up over the years mm. compared to any other country or even city in the GCC. I'm not talking about the Middle East. I'm talking about yeah. GCC. Um, which is the Gulf Cooperation Council, by the way, which is in like six prominent Arab mm. states are part of it. And it's got, what, Saudi Arabia, yeah. UAE, Kuwait, Qatar, Bahrain, Bahrain. and Oman. Yeah. Out of all of them, Dubai has, mm. the I think, the more, more well-known um, reputation of being, yeah. you know, this very tourist-friendly location. Yeah. like and this very glamorous luxurious and exotic Mm. destination so it just all adds that and people you know pick up dubai easier than they do any other city in 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 this area yeah like when
0: you say saudi arabia yeah you don't you don't really see riyadh you see Saudi Arabia as a whole yeah, yeah. compared people to People think of
1: Saudi Arabia as a whole. People don't understand Riyadh. is different from yeah. Jindad, Dammam, Khobar, yeah. which is whatever it is. You know, They don't really understand the differences. Same way. In fact, the capital of UAE is not Dubai.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. Surprise.
1: <laughs> Lesson on trivia, the capital of the UAE is actually Abu Dhabi. So a couple of facts real quick. Abu Dhabi is the um capital. capital. Yes. But each and there are seven emirates in total actually. Mm. Dubai is just one of them. Abu Dhabi is just one of them. There are seven. Abu Dhabi, Dubai, Sharaja, Um, Ajman, Khaimah, and Um al yeah. You don't have to say them like I do. You can find your way of saying them. This is just how you pronounce them in Arabic. Um and each of them are ruled by their own ruling family. And then together, they make up the UAE. Yeah. So certain things, sort of how you have, I think, in the States or in India or somewhere else where you have federal and then you have state mm. r- regulations and rules or, you know, parties and leaders. And similar to that, you have federal um, stuff that are taken care of at the federal yeah. level. And then that's mostly governed by Abu Dhabi. And then, you know, everyone else exactly. ch- chimes yeah. in. Or you have emirate level stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, in terms of
0: politics, I think expats are like... It, they don't care whatsoever because politics here is just for the Emiratis, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. It's, it's, I mean, in terms of having an actual political say mm. in, yeah, in what no. goes on. No, <laughs> no, obviously, it's restricted to citizens. That's how it is yeah. everywhere across the world. But there are avenues for expats or residents to voice to, their, concerns, to voice their yeah. concerns and their opinions. And they can do that. And the leadership does take it into account. But yeah, that that's how we're made up.
0: Yeah. So again, Dubai is not a country. Mm-hmm. It's part.
1: It's an emirate. Yeah. And if you really don't understand what an emirate is, it's a state.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean you can compare this to Paris. It's like when you think of France, it's always Paris, right? So Except I don't
1: understand how Paris is governed. Like I don't know if Paris has its own mayor or
0: maybe we could get like I I feel like it makes more sense.
1: okay alright let me just call Jean-Baptiste okay. yeah. <laughs> this is real quick ring okay. up okay ring up Francois mm. <laughs> so, so yeah. is
0: Lame a real thing
1: alright <laughs> um, moving on alright so should be Okay, so what are our three important topics? Oh my god, of these, the this, week, these are so
0: important. You yeah, would not believe
1: I mean the <laughs> amount of time it took for us to curate all of these.
0: I swear we did not just research this twenty minutes ago.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, okay, for me, it's something crazy. Yeah, it's so it's so out of this world. Mm-hmm. Japan
1: yeah.
0: proposed a four day work week. No way. Yeah. Japan. The Japan country. that I'm yeah. thinking of. Yeah. Japan, Japan, Japan? is infamous for
1: like Tokyo, for. Japan. <laughs> Kyoto, <laughs> Japan. <laughs> <Yeah>. Japan?
0: <laughs> Japan it's infamous.
1: Okay, i
0: Wait, so you know how Japan is very infamous for overworking their employees, right? And their high uh, rates you know no, I wouldn't say the S subtle. I wouldn't <laughs> say the S word but subtle. you but no, know yes
1: um, Japan has had a history with uh, sort of I think what, what do they call it toxic work culture uh, yeah or overworking, overworking their employees. has had a culture of overworking their employees mm. like it's it's a thing it's a concern all across Asia it's a very conservative way like,
0: yeah. of working I would say it's it's
1: it's embedded into the culture where you Mm. you were supposed to literally give it your all yeah yeah
0: so if this actually goes through obviously it's gonna it's not gonna you know sweep across the nation and like the prime minister was like okay every single company will have a 40 week it's not just possible um, I would imagine it will start in th- in those white-collar jobs and then trickles down to maybe, let's say, to the factories as well. But mm. it's interest- it's an interesting development how they're focusing on the mental health of the workers, finally, after, what, a couple of decades? Yeah. But, yeah, I hope it goes
1: As planned. year two <laughs> in Dubai. I mean, I wouldn't mind. I mean, I think a lot of <laughs> countries and companies are proposing. I think one of the um, firm's I think it was a law firm. Um, here. Quite a big law firm, I'm not here. Okay. From the UK or the US or something. Quite a big law firm. They said they were gonna do a four-day work week. They said wow. they're gonna do completely remote. They said they were gonna do a four-day work week. That like they're really into like a lot of companies are really taking that mm-hmm. on. The issue I have with it is, I'm wondering, five days you do eight hours a day.
0: Oh, okay. Four I, I see where days.
1: Are you doing 10, 12 hours a day yeah. to make up for it? Yeah. Or are you actually doing eight hours a day? Yeah,
0: It's, it's I don't know, it's, it's such a gray area. So because, yeah, I,
1: um, I'm concerned about that. Yeah. So that's one of the concerns I have. The other concern I have is, I don't think this is going to work for customer service or retail. True, or seeing how yeah, the world works now. How the world, like 24 hours a day service yeah. is a thing. Yeah. In that, if you have a four-day work week, mm-hmm. it just really boils that out. Also, government services. True. Oh, God. So there's a lot of kinks that they need to figure out True. before the, the, they roll this out. But, but would yeah. you say
0: this is the right step for like, everyone working?
1: Well, honestly, there's, there's pros and cons to everything, mm-hmm. so I can't really say for sure, but that I, I hope- That is such
0: a non-answer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's an occupational yeah. hazard.
0: Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. I
1: mean, I hope it leads to something, maybe a little bit more of a positive, Mm. open work environment. Anyways. So, so.
0: do you have anything?
1: Uh, Do I have anything to contribute? (laughs) I've got something unrelated, (laughs) completely unrelated to anything we've discussed so far. But this is something I came across, um, I think, the other day. And I thought we should discuss it (laughs) because it's very important. So something I came across was, um, did you know pandas? I love Our pandas. Cons- <laughs> you love pandas. That's okay. Well, you're gonna have to think about that okay. twice. Um, <laughs> did you know what pandas are considered to be um, like a genetic cul-de-sac? What does that? Do you mean? know what a cul-de-sac means? <laughs> it's
0: it's it's like it's, it's like in the suburbs, right? And there's yeah, yeah, like this, the this there's like, like yeah. circle hey, thing. They're dead end. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And
1: they're saying they're like dead end. Like
0: fake roundabouts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pandas are fake roundabouts. You guys, to here first. Um, no, so pandas are considered to be evolutionary cul de sex because everything about them apparently means everything that we know about them doesn't fit into what, you know, a- species of animals tech um,
0: conventionally
1: yeah. do to continue their lifespans, to continue, you know, just having future generations. So
0: you're saying they're dumb?
1: Well, I wouldn't go so far <laughs> as to say they're dumb, but I would say that there's a lot of evidence.
0: Wait, just pandas or there's a specific species of pandas? Pandas, giant just, pandas. Just pandas, okay, yeah, yeah. okay.
1: Black and white pandas. Okay. From China, yeah. I mean, there
0: are a bunch of pandas, right?
1: No, there are different types of pandas, but the most popular ones are the giant pandas. Okay okay so some of the the reasons why they say that they're an evolutionary cul-de-sac is their specialized bamboo diet apparently Mm. that is the least nutritious of all the vegetables they could have eaten big animals like big animals eating a stick right (laughs) 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 you just gotta think about that for a second another thing is um small population sad why are they still here if they're so tiny in number? what are you saying (laughs) what what certain scientists are wondering um another thing is low genetic diversity
0: (laughs) 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 this is just a hate group for pandas pandas you don't deserve to live
1: (laughs) um low reproductive rate so that's sad pandas are really bad at taking care of their kids (laughs) okay that's something if anything, of watching all those videos of um, Chinese zoo keepers trying yeah. to k- take care of yeah. panda handlers trying yeah. to take care of pandas to stop me, yeah. they don't, I don't know if in the wild it's the same. A lot of the videos or are, are like things I've seen are in a zoo or in a shelter like like or in a protected, in a environment, something, right? in a protected yeah. environment, yeah. I don't know how it is in the wild, but I'm guessing in the wild it's even worse. They are apparently one nine hundredth. Like babies are one nine hundredth of the size of a normal adult panda. So these tiny little things, and the and the moms apparently don't know how Mm -hmm. to take care of them. They literally there's this video of handler trying to get a baby, and it has to give an apple, and then it distracts the panda, (laughs) and then it gets. Baby like they get, they literally get distracted yeah. by an apple and they will pr- go yeah. for the apple instead of baby like that's a fair deal
0: As i'm just imagining like a panda or a zookeeper giving a panda her baby mm-hmm. and then the panda will be just like no i'm good just waving them off like yeah yep you take care of that that's your problem now <laughs>
1: But that's the thing. And apart from that, it's also very hard to get them to reproduce. I'm not going to go into this. That's very
0: interesting. <laughs> you know, let's talk about maiming.
1: But yeah, so it's very hard to get pandas to reproduce, which means that... Is it because you're lazy? Well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> there's that. And also, uh, the scientific term for it is low estrus. Little? Okay. Low estrus, low consumption, at conception, and low cub survival rates. Damn. Apparently, cub survival rates are pretty dim.
0: So they are built different, in a bad way. (laughs) (laughs) I hate pandas now, dude. They suck. (laughs) Suck at living, dude. Come on.
1: Also, apparently, another thing that that adds to it is that bamboo flowering, it's it's something that happens every 40 to 100 years. After a bamboo flowers, it dies off, thus reducing food availability for giant pandas. That is so sad. (laughs) <laughs> that is yep. so sad yep
0: can't they just change your diet like maybe go go i was about to go vegan, <laughs> <laughs> go
1: vegan. maybe try something else yeah. no but apparently they technically they are kind of in in re, with respect to big animals like lions and bears yeah they do match up in that they can take meat and they do occasionally okay, so eat meat they're like they just don't like it you. I think. Wow. wow. Yeah. Big,
0: picky SOBs, I swear. <laughs> this is why you don't survive, dude.
1: And there's, they're only apparently available in eight mountainous areas in China. The and bamboos? The, no, the pandas. Oh, the pandas. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like there's only eight places you can get <laughs> food. The
1: pandas, and probably the bamboos, because yeah. that's where the pandas are. And there's only about 1,500, 600 of them left.
0: That is so sad.
1: Now, I'm pretty sure we might get a zoologist or something. Yeah. I'm coming against those numbers. I'm just saying this is what I've read. Yeah, we
0: should get a panda expert here
1: from from everything i read it just seems like pandas Sucks. are nothing like what we know of them they're really furry giant creatures yeah. but they're really bad mm. at trying to stay alive
0: we should make a petition no more pandas
1: i don't, I don't know <laughs> there are little people out there dedicating their i know values. i know it's like Dude. why bother
0: <laughs> why bother <laughs> That's investing <sufficient>. why
1: bother <laughs> they're gonna die off anyways okay so that's I guess yours. that's that's enough panda hate okay. for today. <laughs> sure. What's what's um. Speaking of. <laughs> speaking die. of hate.
0: Speaking of dying.
1: <laughs> speaking of hate and dying. Uh,
0: J- J- John McAfee.
1: The virus guy. Yeah. He died. Is
0: allegedly.
1: What dead. do you mean allegedly?
0: <laughs> allegedly, I mean yeah, he died in prison.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: And. By for-
1: suicide, yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> he died in prison by, hanging himself, by yeah. hanging
0: himself. Allegedly. But yeah, it's the antivirus guy hmm. who lived a really, really crazy life.
1: He did. He, did you know he ran for president twice? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: It's like, from a guy who wrote this um, antivirus software to running for president, Like there's like something. There's a lot of steps like, along yeah. the way
1: that we missed.
0: It was like his life went from zero to 100. And then 110 when he decided to, to bounce, you know?
1: Yeah. When Okay. <laughs> all right. So to give some facts. He was arrested com-
0: for yeah. tax evasions, which is funny.
1: He was arrested mm. and then he committed suicide in a Spanish prison when the court authorized his extradition to the United States yeah. on tax evasion charges. And so
0: he did that so he can escape tax evasion.
1: Yeah, because (laughs) he would have spent the rest of his life in jail if he was convicted in the States.
0: I mean, if you read about these guys, like there was one time where um, he convinced an assassin that she was her girlfriend. Which is, it it, it sounds insane, but it's true. It's true, yeah. And I was like, this is like an anime shit, dude.
1: Yeah. I mean, even better, when he was on the run, he was living on a yacht. (laughs) (laughs) He was literally living on a yacht. (laughs)
0: That's yeah, odd. He it's was like charged, a bond villain. I mean he was
1: living on a yacht and he was charged in a cryptocurrency fraud case.
0: <laughs> of course. Of course.
1: He was so he was detained yeah. at Barcelona as he was gonna board a mm. flight to Istanbul with a British passport. And um, he worked for NASA, what? Xerox, and Lockheed Martin, a consulting firm, yeah. before launching the world's first commercial antivirus. This dude has lived so many lives.
0: Oh my god.
1: And then Intel bought so the virus that everyone knows and that's a really crappy virus by the way. Yeah, it's <laughs>
0: not good. dude. Yeah, it's
1: not a great virus. Um, no. if, <coughs> if
0: I were to choose between McAfee suffer. or no uh, antivirus software at all, I would risk my computer. You know, Legit. just stick to
1: Windows Defender if <laughs> yeah. you're gonna. Just, yeah, yeah. Just no way, stay I'm, honest, not, I'm stick not gonna. I'm not gonna install Defender. McAfee. It works. So Intel bought McAfee mm. um, antivirus into 2011. Yeah. Um, when um, John himself no longer had any involvement. He actually left the company way before Intel Mm. bought it.
0: I'm waiting for the uh, Netflix documentary (laughs) that's gonna come out for sure this year. Yeah, And I don't know, I just want maybe, uh, who would narrate that? Morgan Freeman?
1: Maybe, (laughs) who would play him?
0: I don't know. Who's that guy from Wolf of Wall Street?
1: not Leonardo Matthew McConaughey Matthew McConaughey yeah (laughs) he'd be the (laughs) perfect
0: he'd be the perfect John McAfee he would do him justice so hard
1: yeah so apparently and just to wrap it up apparently he said that he had not paid US income taxes for eight years (laughs) for ideological reasons (laughs) (laughs) nice and then he left the states to avoid trial Mm. and he lived on a mega yacht with his wife four large dogs two security guards and seven staff Wow. Well, yeah, so um, it's just an interesting take on a, on a guy who's lived a lot of lives. Yeah. John McAfee, you guys. So Rip. we hope you enjoy this week's episode. Yeah. Um, and that's it. I that's think it. we covered quite a bit, you know, from it was, it was from one, living yeah. as an expat, to pandas, <laughs> to a guy who lived on a yacht and then tried to run for president, <laughs> to, to Japan's mm. interesting proposal. So that's, yeah, that's we're a very
0: lot. international like yeah, when it comes to news. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so thank you for sticking with us for yeah. our second episode. Um, we hope you we hope have you taken like a listen to our first one as well, and we hope you enjoyed today's. Please give us a review. Five please. stars, please. Please. <laughs> please, boss. Albert will buy you an ice cream for McDonald's. It's like a buck. Yeah, I'll, tr- I'll
0: treat you shawarma.
1: Yeah.
0: Once a year. She <laughs> <laughs> give me five stars.
1: So, five stars, you guys. And if you like it, please um, give us a review. Mm. Uh, follow us on our social media
0: at WCIP. Is that Point. correct? Pod, yeah. Okay. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, follow us on (laughs) Instagram at wcip
0: pod. Wcip pod. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So follow us on at wcip pod everywhere. The links are in the description. Mm. And then I guess, I guess it's time for us to get back. Yeah,
0: we'll see you in the next one. Yep. All right.
1: All right. All right. All right. All right. right. (laughs) Matthew, come (laughs) over.
0: Come over to the pod. Okay. Be me
1: out